Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast from Israel, where we read you the entire Bible in one year, based on the weekly Torah portions. I'm Harriet, your reader today. And today we have a new week, and we have Sunday, the 27th of March, or the 24th of Adar the 2nd, on the Hebrew calendar. We have a new parasha this week, and it's called Tatsriya, which means she will conceive. And our portion from the Torah, the scriptures from the Torah, is Leviticus or Vayikra, chapter 12, verse 1 through chapter 13 and verse 5. Before we start reading the scriptures, we will bless the Lord and thank Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, If a woman conceives and bears a male child, then she shall be unclean seven days, as in the days of her nidah, she shall be unclean. In the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. She shall continue in the blood of purification 33 days. She shall not touch any holy thing, nor come into the sanctuary, until the days of her purifying are completed. But if she bears a female child, then she shall be unclean two weeks, as in her nidah, and she shall continue in the blood of purification sixty-six days. When the days of her purification are completed for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring to the Kohen at the door of the tent of meeting a year-old lamb, for a burnt offering, and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. He shall offer it before the Lord and shall make atonement for her. Then she shall be cleansed from the fountain of her blood. This is the Torah for her who bears, whether a male or a female. If she cannot afford a lamb, then she shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons the one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. And the Kohen shall make atonement for her, and she shall be clean. Then the Lord spoke to Moshe and Aharon, saying, When a man has on the skin of his body a swelling, or a scab, or a bright spot, and it becomes in the skin of his body the plague of Tzarat, then he shall be brought to Aharon, the Kohen, or to one of his sons, the Kohanim. The Kohen shall examine the plague in the skin of the body. And if the hair in the plague has turned white, and the appearance of the plague is deeper than the skin of the body, it is the plague of Tzarat. So the Kohen shall examine him and pronounce him unclean. If the bright spot is white in the skin of his body, and its appearance is not deeper than the skin, and its hair has not turned white, then the Kohen shall isolate the infected person for seven days. 
the Kohen shall examine him on the seventh day. Behold, if in his eyes the plague is arrested, and the plague has not spread in the skin, then the Kohen shall isolate him for seven more days. That was Leviticus 12, 1 through 13, 5. Now our portions from the prophets is today Isaiah or Yeshayahu, chapter 22. The burden of the valley of vision. What troubles you now that you have all gone up to the housetops, you that are full of shouting? A tumultuous city, a joyous town. Your slain are not slain with a sword, neither are they dead in battle. All your rulers fled away together. They were bound by the archers. All who were found by you were bound together. They fled far away. Therefore I said, Look away from me, I will weep bitterly. Do not labor to comfort me for the destruction of the daughter of my people. For it is a day of confusion and treading down and perplexity from the Lord Elohates for Oth in the valley of vision, a breaking down of the walls and a crying to the mountains. Elam carried his quiver with chariots of men and horsemen, and Kir uncovered the shield. Your choicest valleys are full of chariots, and the horsemen set themselves in array at the gate. He took away the covering of Yehuda. On that day you looked to the armor in the house of the forest. You saw the breaches of David's city, that they were many, and you gathered together the waters of the lower pool. You counted the houses of Jerusalem, and you broke down the houses to fortify the wall. You also made a, res a reservoir between the two walls for the water of the old pool. But you did not look to him who had done this, neither did you have respect for him who planned it long ago. In that day, the Lord Elohates Va'ot called for weeping and for mourning, for baldness and for wearing sackcloth. And behold, joy and gladness, killing cattle and slaughtering sheep, eating meat and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we will die. But the Lord Sva'ot revealed himself in my ears. Surely this iniquity will not be forgiven you until you die says the Lord Elohates Va'ot. This is what the Lord Elohates Va'ot says. Go, get yourself to this treasurer, even to Shebna, who is over the house, and say, What are you doing here? Who has you here that you have dug out a tomb here? Cutting himself out a tomb on high, carving a habitation for himself and a rock, Behold, the Lord will overcome you and hurl you away violently. Yes, he will grasp you firmly. He will surely wind you around and around and throw you like a ball into a large country. There you will die, and there the chariots of your glory will be, your shame of your master's house. I will thrust you from your office, 
you will be pulled down from your station. It will happen in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with your robe and strengthen him with your belt. I will commit your government into his hands, and he will be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Yehuda. I will lay the key of David's house on his shoulder. He will open, and no one will shut. He will shut, and no one will open. I will fasten him like a nail in a sure place. He will be for a throne of glory to his father's house. They will hang on him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and the issue, every small vessel, from the cups even to all the pitchers. In that day, says the Lord Svaot, the nail that was fastened in a sure place will give way. It will be cut down and fall. The burden that was on it will be cut off, for the Lord has spoken it. That was Isaiah or Yeshayahu chapter 22. Our portion from the writings is today Proverbs chapter 6. My son, if you have put up surety for your neighbor, if you have struck your hands in pledge for a stranger, you are trapped by the words of your mouth. You are ensnared with the words of your mouth. Do this now, my son, and deliver yourself, since you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, humble yourself and plead with your neighbor. Give no sleep to your eyes, nor slumber to your eyelids. Free yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the snare of the fowler. Go to the ant, O sluggard, consider her ways and be wise, which, having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provides her bread in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you sleep, O sluggard? When will you arise out of your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So your poverty will come as a robber and your scarcity as an armed man. A worthless person, a man of iniquity, is he who walks with a perverse mouth, who winks with his eyes, who signals with his feet, who motions with his fingers, in whose heart is perverseness, who devises evil continually, who always sows discord. Therefore his calamity will come suddenly, he will be broken suddenly, and that without remedy. There are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven which are an abomination to him. Arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are swift in running to mischief, a false witness who utters lies, and he who sows discord among brothers. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them continually on your heart, tie them around your neck. When you walk, it will lead you. When you sleep, it will watch over you. 
When you awake, it will talk with you. For the mitzvah is a lamp, and the Torah is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life, to keep you from the evil woman, from the flattery of the foreign woman's tongue. Do not lust after her beauty in your heart, neither let her captivate you with her eyelids. For a prostitute reduces you to a piece of bread, but the adulteress hunts for your precious life. Can a man scoop fire into his lap and his clothes not be burned? Or can one walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? So is he who goes in to his neighbor's wife. Whoever touches her will not be unpunished. Men do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he is hungry. But if he is found, he shall restore seven times. He shall give all the wealth of his house. He who commits adultery with a woman is void of understanding. He who does it destroys his own soul. He will get wounds and dishonor, and his reproach will not be wiped away. For jealousy arouses the fury of the husband, and he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, neither will he rest content, though you have give, though you give many gifts. That was Proverbs or Mishlei, chapter six. And our final portion today from the Apostolic Scriptures is Acts chapter twenty-three. Then Paul, looking steadfastly at the council, said. Men, brothers, I have lived before God in all good conscience until today. And the Kohen Gadol, Ananias, commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. Do you sit to judge me according to the Torah and command me to be struck contrary to the Torah? But those who stood by said, do you revile God's Kohen Gadol? Then Paul said, I did not know, brothers, that he was the Kohen Gadol. For it is written, You shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. But when Paul perceived that the one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men, brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And when he had said this, an argument arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and a crowd was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess all of these. Then a great clamor arose, and some of the Torah teachers of the Pharisees' party stood up, and contended sharply, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. And when a great argument arose, the commander, fearing that Paul would be torn in pieces by them, commanded the soldiers to go down and take him by force from among them and bring him into the barracks. But the following night the Lord stood by him and said, Cheer up, Paul, for as you have testified about me at Jerusalem, 
so you must testify also at Rome. And when it was day, some of the Judeans banded together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. And there were more than 40 people who had made this conspiracy. They came to the chief Kohanim and elders and said, We have bound ourselves under a great curse to taste nothing until we have killed Paul. Now you, therefore, together with the council, inform the commander that he should bring him down to you tomorrow, as though you were going to judge his case more exactly, but we are ready to kill him before he comes near. But when Paul's sister's son heard of their ambush, he came and entered into the barracks and told Paul, and Paul summoned one of the centurions and said, Bring this young man to the commander, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the commander and said, Paul the prisoner summoned me and asked me to bring this young man to you, for he has something to tell you. And the commander took him by the hand and going aside, asked him privately, What is it that you have to tell me? And he said, the Judeans have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the council tomorrow, as though intending to inquire somewhat more accurately concerning him. Therefore, do not yield to them, for more than forty men lie in wait for him, who have bound themselves under a curse to neither eat nor drink until they have killed him. And now they are ready, looking for the promise from you. So the commander dismissed the young man, charging him, Tell no one that you have revealed these things to me. And he called to himself two of the centurions and said, Prepare two hundred soldiers to go as far as Caesarea with seventy horsemen and two hundred men armed with spears at the third hour of the night. And he asked them to provide animals that they might set Paul on one and bring him safely to Felix, the governor. And he wrote a letter like this. Claudius Lysias, to the most excellent governor, Felix, greetings. This man was seized by the Judeans and was about to be killed by them when I came with the soldiers and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman. Desiring to know the cause why they accused him, I brought him down to their council. I found him to be accused about questions of their law, but not to be charged with anything worthy of death or imprisonment. When I was told that the Judeans lay in wait for the man, I sent him to you immediately, charging his accusers also to bring their accusations against him before you. Farewell. Then the soldiers, carrying out their orders, took Paul and brought him by night to Antipatris, but on the next day they left the horsemen to go with him and returned to the barracks. When they came to Caesarea and delivered the letter to the governor, they also presented Paul to him. And when the governor had read it, he asked what province he was from. When he understood that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will hear you fully when your accusers also arrive. He commanded that he be kept in Herod's palace. 
That was Acts chapter 23, and that concludes our reading of scripture for today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I pray you have a Shavuot of a blessed new week.